If you think Coach Class is the cheapest and most low-frills option available for flying, think again. The airlines have come up with something new, a new seating category that they have uh, some have dubbed Last Class. On the opening bell this morning, uh, we uh, join our conversation on via Skype with uh, Brett Schneider, who writes a very popular aviation blog called CrankyFlyer.com. It's uh, ranked as one of the uh, most visited aviation blogs, according to BlogMetrics.com. Brett, uh, thanks for being with us. Uh, is this last class fare designation something that's catching on among the airlines? I really hope they don't brand it as last class because that would be pretty terrible. Uh, but the idea is something that's already out there, and it's really trying to say, look, you want a really cheap seat. We're trying to find a way to give you the cheapest possible seat we can. And that means stripping everything out from what you're getting. Uh, and so Delta already does this. They have a product called Basic Economy. You can't get seat assignments in advance. You can't make changes to it. Uh, you, you don't get, you know, most of the other perks, whatever the remaining perks happen to be in coach, you don't get those. And in exchange, you get a lower fare. So what they're trying to do is cater to people who care about price above all. And they just want to get where they're going and they don't care what the experience is like. They just need the cheapest fare they can find. I think on the Titanic, they called it steerage. And uh, and do, do you get a seat? Do you get a seat? Do you get a seat belt? Do you are the are you on the wing? I mean, what or what? Explain this to me. What what would? How is it different? Yeah, well, I mean, until the FAA decides seat belts aren't required, they're going to still have to provide that one. Uh, so the only the, the onboard experience really isn't different, at least not yet. Uh, the real difference is in the fair rules and in the rules of what you're allowed to do uh, on the ticket itself. Like I mentioned, you can't make changes at all, even for a fee, no changes. You can't assign seats uh, in advance, something like that. Once you're on the plane, it, it's not much of a difference. Now, it's possible that in the future, uh, they come up with this idea of uh, a, a, you know less legroom or whatever it might be. You might have heard talk about manufacturers coming up with ideas for these standing room style seats where you're, you're sort of crouched down a little bit. Oh yeah. We've uh, seen the blueprints for those and they're pretty scary. Yeah. You know what? Honestly, I love it. And, and here's why for some people price matters and they can't afford to take some of these trips. But if you give them less space and say, look, if you're willing to stand, I mean, you can stand it. It's probably the flight itself is probably gonna be shorter than taking the blue line out to O'Hare anyway. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, if you're willing to stand, then go ahead. You can get a cheaper fare, and maybe you can afford a trip you couldn't afford otherwise. As long as the other options are still there, that's the most important thing. Right. Well, how cheap are some of these fares? I mean, what kind of disc- discount are we talking about? Well, if we're talking about the, the traditional airlines, it's not a big difference right now. Uh, you know, Delta, you'll see 10 to $15 less, something like that. But they're really just testing the waters to see – how they can turn this into something, how they can make this work. And really where it's coming from is that there are airlines that are out there that have this as, as you know, kind of their standard level of service, the so-called ultra-low-cost carriers. So you have Spirit, which is big at O'Hare, and you have Frontier, which is growing at O'Hare as well, that they're really pushing this idea of, you know, you, you pay for a seat, won't tell you which one, but you'll pay for a seat that will get you where you're going. And anything else you want, you pay more for, and, and it goes up from there. 
So the, the traditional airlines, the legacy carriers, are starting to realize that there are enough people that really care about price so much that they want to try and cater to those people as well as the regular business traveler or whoever it might be. And since um, the, uh, I saw the first story, uh, you mentioned Delta Airlines, but American Airlines, and you mentioned Spirit, they've all sort of uh, announced plans to start uh, doing this. Uh, maybe they're just testing it right now, but um, could this be the wave of the future with airlines? Yeah, so American and Delta, or I'm sorry, American and United haven't done anything yet with this. So uh, it, it's coming. Uh, American has, has said as much. United has hinted at it as well. We don't know what it'll look like. Uh, but what what I think the wave of the future is, and it, it's been the wave of the last decade, the airlines just haven't done it very well, is you pay for what you want. So if you're a person that cares about the price above all else, maybe it's because you don't want to spend more, maybe it's because you can't spend more, then you can get something that's a bare-bones product. If you're a person that wants to pay more, you know, it used to be, well, you could fly coach or you could pay a couple thousand dollars more and fly first class. Well, that, that's a that's a huge difference and not a choice many people can make. But now if you say, well, you know what, I'd like to pay a little extra for more legroom or I would like to pay for uh, seats that are sitting together in the front part of the airplane or I do need baggage or whatever it might be, you can piece it together however you see fit. Uh, and, and that's what the, the real trend is in, in the wave of the future is letting people decide what they want to do and, and pay for what they want. You uh, have uh, one of the best-read uh, blogs on the online um, uh, ranked that way by the people who rank blogs. So you you have uh, quite a, quite a following, and you have a, a bit of experience too. I mean, can you give us a sense of? Um, how bad it is to fly because those of us who do fly on business, it seems like it's just getting worse and worse. And we've been reporting about the fare increases. Um, and I saw one quote recently too by, I believe it was a group called flyersrights.org. They were a little bit harsher. Um, uh, one of their executives said the airlines used to brag about flying the friendly skies, but that happy slogan has been corrupted into flying the abusive skies. Is it that bad? No, it's not. And it, flyers' rights is is you know kind of at the opposite end of the spectrum of where I sit on this. What the airlines have done, and, and to be fair, it's it's a little different in Chicago these days because you know, you, you've had a, a rough go of it living with United for the last few years, which has had a not so great operation to put it nicely. And they're finally they appear to be getting their act together. Uh, American is is in its merger. It hasn't had the same issues as United, and it seems to be doing better as well. Uh, but you know, if you if you look at someone in say Atlanta, where Delta's ahead of the game, Delta's running on time better than it probably ever has. It's doing really well. It's been upgrading the onboard experience. It's it's been doing a lot for travelers, and and things are better from an experience perspective. Um, now in Chicago, of course, you know you, you think about American United first, uh, well, and Southwest, but that's a different issue. Uh, and so for American United, these are airlines that are finally getting to the point where they're realizing there's a little too much that has been taken away. And so United, for example, just announcing in Coach they're going to give uh, free snacks back to people that you know in co- that wasn't there before. Uh, their in-flight entertainment, the streaming entertainment that they have that goes straight to your own device, they have a lot of options that are free and you can use it starting when you're on the ground. It's, it's a really nice way to pass the time. I think about how flying was many years ago. And first of all, it was much more expensive, especially uh, adjusted for inflation. But second of all, 
if you were lucky, you had an overhead screen somewhere projecting a, a single movie, whether you liked it or not. And you had some food, which people love to complain about how bad it was back then anyway. So if you think about it today, for me, if you give me a power outlet and some of these entertainment options and access to the internet and a lower fare, I think it's actually good. And the, the place where the airlines really need to focus more and more is on making sure they run on time as, as best they can. And Delta has taken the lead on that and uh, American and United have indicated that they want to follow. And that's hugely important. As we start the new year, do you have any thoughts or predictions about what we might see from the airline industry this year? I try to stay away from predictions as much as I can because I'm always wrong. But, but you know, we're, I think we're at a point we're going to see more evolution. So when you look at a lot of the airlines now, they're making good money. Uh, they're, they're finally making profits that are you know, what you might expect from a healthy business, which is something that just hasn't happened in the past. But now that they have that, they can start investing more into the product. And so we'll probably see more of that. We'll see... Uh, we'll see more of an effort to do things like United adding snacks back on board. I'd expect we might see that from American at some point. Uh, American itself is going to be really interesting because they're still figuring out that merger with U.S. Airways. Uh, you know, from a customer standpoint, it's all American now, but there's still a lot of things they can do about moving airplanes around and adding new cities and figuring out what works best uh, in, in the context of the new network. So we, we have more shifting that I expect we might see there. Uh, and so, you know, it's, it's all pretty exciting from that standpoint. Are you, are you a cranky flyer? I mean, are, are you getting less cranky these days? I, I'm not. You know, it's funny because the name, one of the big things that always bothered me and made me cranky was that the airlines are so bad at, at explaining their service and, and how things work and what people should expect that you know that's what always bothered me and that's why I ended up writing about this and saying look this is what the airlines are supposed to be saying and what they mean but the experience itself I really don't think is bad and I know people love to complain about legroom but if you said hey you want more legroom you can pay more which is what the airlines are doing now you know that's an option uh, but for people who want it cheap and safe and on time I mean that those are the most important things to me and I think we largely have that, that there's more work to be done on the operational side, but uh, safety is, is certainly, uh, you know, very high in the industry. And, um, you know, the prices, they've certainly come down in the last year or so, but adjusted for inflation, even, even the prices from a year ago, it's a, it's a very good deal compared to, you know, what prices were 40 years ago. Brett Schneider is uh, the uh, producer and uh, blogger behind the CrankyFlyer.com. He likes to refer to himself as the president and chief airline dork behind Cranky Flyer. You can follow him on Twitter at CrankyFlyer.